Three years of Zoom, Slack, Facebook, and virtual everything. Three years that feels both like a lifetime and like it has passed in the blink of an eye. Today marks the final episode of the third season of Beyond Camp. Join us as we get vulnerable once again, reflecting, challenging each other, and dreaming of the future. Grab a cup of coffee or tea and settle in. We're so grateful you're here with us. Welcome to Beyond Camp, a podcast for summer camp directors and leaders by Go Camp Pro. Beyond Camp explores the intersection of camp and the rest of our lives. Camp professionals know that all aspects of our lives affect our camp experience. And Beyond Camp is here to dive into the messy, brave, and joyous conversations that surround that fact. Check out our show notes at gocamp.pro slash beyondcamp. We here at Go Camp Pro are grateful to the folks at ACA Illinois for their support of our podcasts. The American Camp Association of Illinois is made up of nearly 289,000 members, volunteers, campers, families, and professionals who believe in the power of camp. ACA Illinois works to disrupt the effects of poverty by providing fundamental services for children and families and learning opportunities for camp professionals. Learn more about ACA Illinois by visiting acail.org. Welcome to Beyond Camp, where we explore the intersection of camp and our lives. For too long, camp professionals have referred to camp as being in a bubble. We're here to burst that bubble. We know that camp intersects with every aspect of our lives, and we're excited to delve into those. We're your hosts, Rachel Kent. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Cassie Bloy. My pronouns are also she, her. We're here to go beyond camp with you. As a reminder, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening today. Be sure to check out the show notes at gocamp.pro slash beyondcamp. Now, let's get started. Today marks the final episode of our third season, which is truly remarkable when we think back to where we were three years ago. In some ways, I think we haven't spent much time looking back. Um, You know, we often talk about there being collective trauma, and I think that's part of it. Uh, It was an emotional time. It was a scary time. It blurred together. It was, you know, right in the heat of the pandemic uh, here in Canada. But now here we are three years later. Um, Some would argue that we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Restrictions have lifted, but The world can still be a scary place, and our lives have changed quite a bit. So today we're going to do some reflecting on what's happened, where we're at now, and where we think we might be. Um, So Cassie, let's let's get started. Three years later, let's start with something kind of simple. Let's catch folks up. What is your summer looking like this summer? And maybe do a little bit of contrasting where what it would have looked like. Oh my goodness, I don't even know like. I'm still like baffled by this concept of what summer is. So (laughs) because for my current industry, our busiest season is still summer and it's still that time of year, but I could actually take time off if I wanted to. Will you? Maybe. I'm not going to say yes. My, I think it's still so ingrained in me to put everything into the busiest time of year that it's hard to take that step back. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, are you not taking time off because you like, feel like things are busy or you just like, don't have things to do. Or is it because you just are like, it's summer, we're hitting the road. Like we're going hundred, like full out. Um, and you don't want to like take time away from that. Cause you're just so invested in being there. Sort of that like carryover from camp. I think it is exactly that, that like I'm invested in making sure it's the best it can be for everybody. And my presence is essential to that. Now that I say that out loud, let's learn a lesson from me. You do not need to be there to make things happen. So (laughs) 
So as we follow along with your thought process here, does that mean that it's possible that you're going to take time off this summer? Yeah, I think so. I know that I have family coming out this way to visit in the summer, so I'm hoping to spend time with them as well. So good for you. Do you feel like I should actually do that? Yes. Do you feel like you have more work life balance going into the summer? Yes. (laughs) Hesitantly, yes. I think it's different because I no longer live on property. Hmm. Right. And I think that makes a big difference. I've never lived off property at camp, so I don't know what that would be like. But living off property really allows you to more intentionally disconnect because you're removed from the presence of the space. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can turn your brain off a little bit. I yeah. love that. Well, it sounds like you have an exciting summer ahead. I think when I look at this summer, um, that's funny because when I'm going to look back a little bit as I look at the summer, at camp like there was such a like stark change in seasons, both like physically uh, because of where we're located, but also just like, we didn't run a lot of like outdoor ed type programs in the shoulder season. So like summer marks like a change in pace and how we worked in our environment. Like there was, there was just so much change there. And my job right now is an office job. Um, so I sit where I'm recording right now uh, for, you know, my 40 hours a week. Um, and there, like my job is still a seasonal in nature. It has some like cyclical nature to it, but it's not as drastic a change. And that's interesting to me. Like the weather is changing outside, but my workload isn't changing. Um, interesting. And so, yeah. And so that's been like fascinating for me to, to catch up with. Um, and I think, you know, in the last couple of years, there was a point where I said, I almost haven't realized it's summer because I don't have these normal milestones. I think I said that a lot in the first season. Mm-hmm. Haven't realized we're there. And now I'm starting to get to a point where I'm realizing that. And perhaps it's because I've moved and I have gardens now and I was just wandering around outside. And today's like, then it's one of the nicest days, we've, if not the nicest day we've had so far this year. Um, mind you, we had snow like a week and a half ago. And I was like, oh, like plants are starting to come up and my dogs are sunbathing. Like I would like to be my dogs as a side note. Like they were just literally lounging in the middle of the yard in the sun, <laughs> living their best lives. Um, and I thought about that and then thought about how you scheduled this podcast. So here I am instead of lounging in the sun. Um, <laughs> so there's like other markers and I'm, I'm realizing that I'm slowly starting to replace some of those with... Um, these new milestones, these new markers for me, whether it's like, Oh, it's warm enough for me to ride my bike. Like I have plans to go on my first bike ride today, or it's warm enough to wear shorts when I run those sorts of things. So it's starting to feel more like summer than it has in other years. So I think my summer this year um, is looking different because it's still going to be at this desk. Um, My work-life balance is much better um, than it was when I was at camp. But to be honest, I never missed that when I was at camp. I enjoyed being all in all the time for those yeah. few months knowing that I could get that balance back <laughs> afterwards. Um, Cause that's obviously important. And, but this summer also is bringing new challenges for me. It's my first time managing a full-time staff team. Um, mm. I've managed lots of like seasonal staff, but I think managing full-time staff in a more office setting um, is different. And so yeah. that's, that's what my summer is looking like. And then on that personal note, I'm planning a wedding for September. So I suppose that will There'll be lots of there. <laughs> yeah. And like when we think of camp, like, right, you're managing your full staff team typically for a short duration of time. So you're managing people for this shorter time. Um, some camps do have longer terms or people, more people who work year round, but a lot of camps are small and 
our more seasonal function. And when you take on that full-time managing people, it's a lot. Yeah, it's just different. Um, and so when I look back over the last three years, because um, we really do want to do some reflecting on this episode, um, mm-hmm. camp now, like three years is a, is a long chunk of time. That was how long I directed at my last camp before the pandemic hit. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think I worry that I've lost some of the things that I learned at camp or I lost some of the skills. But as I step into this role of managing staff full time, there's so many things from camp that are suddenly coming back and that I'm like, oh, this is still really applicable. Or how can I bring this into this environment? Perhaps some of that is because my staff um, have worked at camp, some of them, or um, some of them are younger. And so I think they're more engaged in that. But I was saying to um, my manager, I was like, it's been really remarkable to me to notice or remember the things that I learned at camp that I used at camp that are still effective in an office setting. Yeah. It's amazing how much it matches that what we did at camp pulls into your workplace. I uh, Mm -hmm. had a moment yesterday where we were discussing how many staff we need to hire to make it through this season. And my, one of my direct reports was like, no, no, we're good. We're good. This is enough. We don't need any more. And I was like, no, we're going to need like, I I would say at least nine, maybe 15, right? To overstaff ourselves. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to see if I can schedule it and see if we have enough. (laughs) An hour later, (laughs) I I I just let the lesson happen (laughs) naturally. She comes out, she's like, yeah, (laughs) we're going to need more. I was like, I know, (laughs) right? Like that opportunity to even just like let people learn from doing I have to empower them to come to their own conclusions yeah. as well. I know sometimes I'm stubborn and I'm like, no, I want to try it my way. Uh-huh. And when there's no incredible risk for failure, I feel protected to have that learning in a safe space. Yeah, exactly. And it's just that space of like, okay, we can figure this out. And I just kind of went and did other things and then they popped in and I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's really nice to see people kind of come to terms with that and learn as well. And I think that's really what keeps that connection like mm. going in the workplace too is that constant learning. Yeah, absolutely. So we sort of talked about what we're looking like now going into, into the summer without camp, but let's look back to the first summer when we started recording, we put out weekly episodes. It was the summer Ooh. of 2020. Yeah, it was. Let's really take ourselves back to that July of 2020. Cause I think that's when we started. It was June, May or June when Travis said, you know, hey, why don't you two do a podcast? Matt sent us a whole bunch of recordings on learning how to podcast. Cassie, because of the good student you are, you watched them all because I'm a procrastinator. I watched 60% will say, I'm sorry, Matt, they were wonderful. I should go back and watch them. Um, And then we got started and we were so worried that we actually recorded our first episode twice. We recorded it once while Matt joined us, our producer. uh, And we had to listen back to it. We like made changes. Everything was really scripted. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything was incredibly planned out. And we were really nervous to release this into the world. It released on the Camp Hacker feed. We got way more listeners than we thought. Um, Cassie, think back to where we were then. Describe what you were feeling, what your thoughts were. Yeah, that was like, I just remember being so nervous to like put it out there. Mm -hmm. And like, what am I going to say? How am I going to process my thoughts? What if I say the wrong thing? And there were all these what ifs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
And then I was like, I'm just going to write it all down and I'm just going to read my words back out. And it's just that reflection is, we'll talk a little bit where we are now after, but it's just, there was so much planning and intention. There's still intention, but like really thought out processes and systems and listening back to ourselves. I don't, yeah, it was so much. And just like, and then there was like sitting, sitting with it and reflecting on it on that, those first few episodes when we were recording about who we were and job loss and the pandemic was a full-fledged starting and so much emotion and held in those spaces. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's interesting to listen to you reflect because it reminds me of how different we are and how well we've yeah. like started, like we've worked together. I mean, we've only met once in person <laughs> years ago um, and there was never any reason for us to like further connect until this. Yeah. Um, because it makes sense that you remember like the setup and all of that, because that is, you know, who you are. Like you send me all mm-hmm. the calendar invites and that's, <laughs> that's where your brain is. And I remember thinking like, this is really vulnerable that we're going to share about not being at camp, but it also felt safe because where mm-hmm. I was in Ontario, nobody was at camp this summer. You couldn't run overnight camp. Yeah. But what I really remember was the incredible amount of support that we got from people to talk about this because everybody at that time was going through it. Uh, yeah. for me, I didn't know that I wasn't going to go back to camp at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I still will say like, I could be going back to camp for sure. Um, but we got a lot of support. Like I remember, you know, whether it was Travis reaching out or Mark Cooper, he was a huge, uh, proponent of ours, people yeah. sharing, um, our episode and people really related to it. We got a lot of messages from people. And so when I think back to it, I say this not in an arrogant way, but I remember being like, wow, this is really scary and really vulnerable, but everybody's feeling it at the same time, um, which was really mm-hmm. fascinating. And so I felt really grateful and privileged that we had this platform to share that story. Yeah. That is not where my brain went, but I agree with you. <laughs> my bra- like our brains are just so di- wired differently in like different aspects of how things function and work. And I think I process my emotions into like, lists of like, these are the things that happened when I felt this way. And that's how I got through that. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that I really enjoyed podcasting because it gave me a chance to talk about things that I was really passionate about, which is what camp has always been an Mm -hmm. outlet for me for. Um, And I would leave the podcast recordings with that same like energized feeling I would get when I was like planning a staff training or leading a really cool session with kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that really like helped me through that summer um, of doing that. And there was like something to be excited about as well, because we were so deep into the pandemic um, and there was like some hope, but maybe not. And it was just a confusing time all around. Yeah. There was so much going on then and just that loss of everything and who we were or who we thought we were (laughs) at that time. Yeah. And it's, that, that phrase, like that loss of who we thought we were. And I think like, it's very valid. It's not just who we thought we were like in the moment, it was who we were very much. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for how, like, I don't feel that loss as deeply or as, um, maybe not deeply, but as freshly as I did that long ago. Um, I think oh, I feel yeah. it differently, which, um, I really want to dive into because now that we're wrapping our third season, we want to talk about how we're doing now, just not, not just where we are now in terms of like job and such, but how we're doing now. So stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. When camp pros have inequitable access to professional development opportunities, it impacts the person seeking to increase their knowledge. 
as well as the children and adults they serve. ACA Illinois is committed to providing free to low-cost professional development experiences each year because every child deserves to attend a camp where their director has the best training, regardless of the camp's financial situation. Elevate your camp and career today at ACAIL.org. All right, welcome back. Second half of our final episode for this season. Wow, there feels like there's so much finality here. Let's talk about how we're doing now. <laughs> not not job-wise, not surface-level stuff, but let's let's think back to the vulnerability that we tapped into um, in those first few episodes. Cassie, how are you doing now? You talked about that, like, right before the break, you talked about that loss of sense of who you thought you were. Mm-hmm. How are you handling that now? I think I've grown through it. Hmm. If that, like... I still connect with camp. I still believe in it, obviously, like that doesn't go away, but I don't see myself as a camp director anymore. Like I'm not connected to that title or that role. So, okay. So I have a follow-up question. I apologize. This is how our brains are different. I'm like, okay, I got to share this thought now. (laughs) So you say you don't feel connected with that title. Is there another title or identity that's taken its place? Has one like leapt in? Have you just like spread that amongst other identities? Ooh, I don't think I've, I don't know if in this moment I can say I've connected with another title or role because I think for me, I learned from being connected to the title and the role. and that losing it affected me greatly and Mm. have kind of figured out who I am, but maybe I'm just Cassie. Interesting. Do you think that all, and maybe I'm psychoanalyzing you a bit too much on this podcast, but do you think that, (laughs) that like that sense of loss you felt and having to like work through all those emotions um, when you did lose that identity, do you think that made you not as willing to leap into something? Oh, probably. Probably. Yeah. I would say I'm as all in as I can be, but I'm learning how to like differentiate who I am and try to remain myself and not, Hmm. because I think having that allows me to have those boundaries between work and personal life and that I can still be the same person in both. Yeah, absolutely. Not be connected to the title. Or that identity in itself. I like that. And I think it's important that we all find our own ways through this. And I think it's it's interesting because when you you talk about the like sense of loss of identity, you're right that I don't like I think I no longer would tell people that I'm a camp director because I'm not. Like that's yeah. not true anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that I I think because of my nature, I have chosen to replace that with something else. I think I've replaced <laughs> that with doing uh street outreach. I now yeah. uh, help lead a group uh, that does outreach for folks experiencing homelessness. And I, one of the things that drew me to it, um, A, it's run by somebody or somebody else who's uh, one of the leaders used to work at camp. So we like really connected on that part. Um, and some of my former camp staff are also now involved. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting because I think what drew me to it is the ability to be all in. Um, mm. I can take that on as an identity as, you know, um, an outreach worker, I suppose. And I, can be fully present and immersed in that experience for five or six hours on the Tuesday night when we go out and I can build those relationships and those connections. And I found the ability to have play games with folks. Uh, There's like some folks who I see that we, you know, chase each other around or we play catch or, you know, like those little things that I used to do with staff at camp. And so 
I think because I'm all in, I like had to find something else to replace that with. And I don't know if that's like the healthiest coping strategy. And it certainly <laughs> has presented its own challenges for work-life balance, Yeah, but that's what I've loved about it. Um, and so I've definitely swapped those, I think. Um, and I can't mm-hmm. tell if that's a good coping strategy or if it's just a way of me saying like, this is where I'm at in my life now. Like my life has changed um, and mm-hmm. this is a new season and maybe there's other ways for me to be all in. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. Like to be all in is great, but it doesn't mean you can't step away from it either. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it sounds like if I'm understanding it, you're all in for that time frame, just like you would have been all in for summer, but you get to do it in short little bursts. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't considered it that way. So I think, you know, like three years ago, I never would have predicted this. Yeah. Now we're here. Even if you had asked me a year ago, I would have said that I was still pretty miserable and leaving camp, not miserable all around, but that like that leaving mm-hmm. camp part like was really challenging for me. And it still is, yeah. I still miss it, but I think that I feel more content now with finding new avenues in my life and exploring things that I wouldn't have explored um, had I still been at camp. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like if I was still at camp, would I still be at the same camp? Would I still be doing the same role? Like what would I, would I still like it or would I have burned out anyways? I feel like there's a lot of questions like along that of like, cause when I left and that whole pandemic time was a big transitionary time anyways for me. And then it became an even bigger one. So I don't know. Sometimes I'm grateful for it. And sometimes I think maybe it pushed me in the right direction. Yeah. Or a different direction. What so I think that that leads us to a good sort of like next topic. And Cassie, you touched on this a little bit. You said you grew through this, mm-hmm. and to me, growing yeah. implies learning. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it does for you as well. What have you learned in the last three years? Oof. I've learned to. Mm, this is there's so many ways we could take this. I've learned to disconnect from my work more or attempt to disconnect from my work more. I think that's an ongoing thing. It's, we think it's easy, but it's not. Um, I think there's something also around like growing my skills, like in the workplace and personally as well. Like what, what did I like? What do I, what am I interested in? And I think having this new role has allowed me to be like, oof, that part of this job does not align with who I am as a person. I do not like it. Will I do it? Yes, but it also kind of has showed me what else exists and allowed me to develop different skills and figure out what I want from a career or a job or whatever you'd like to call it. Mm -hmm. Those are some pretty big learnings. Yeah. I think I've also learned to be a little bit harder and less soft, but that's, if that makes sense. (laughs) You want to elaborate on this? Yeah, I don't put up with crap anymore. Huh. All right. And what, so like what, what caused that learning? Is it like maturity? Is it change in I scenery? Think a change in scenery, the ability to step away from something and go, no, like I need to, this is my responsibility. I need to fix it. Or this is impacting me in this way. And it's not okay that it's doing that. I need to, I need to step up. I need to say something be the voice. Yeah. Good for you. I think, especially for a lot of female camp pros, that can be a challenging thing because there is Mm -hmm. a lot of stereotypes that come around with being, 
you know, too mean or too bossy or too cold. Um, and I know I always struggled with that at camp because I wanted the staff to be happy. Um, and an old Mm -hmm. supervisor of mine used to say, you know, like sometimes staff need camp more than camp needs those staff members. And that was always a really challenging thing for me to, to remember, but I, and there's always the old, the old saying, the saying of, you know, camp is still a business. And I know you feel really strongly about that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have a tendency to keep folks because we feel so strongly about them. And they grew up at camp and all of that. Um, and stepping away from that, I think it reminds me of like, nope, like there are like performance indicators you need to meet here. And if you aren't, yeah, there are steps that need to be taken. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you need to be proactive on those steps and figure out what you need, what people need and how to keep them growing. And sometimes it's not with you. That's a great learning. I really like that. I think for me, and I, I don't know if I've talked about this before in an episode, but I think I've learned that I had skills transferable outside of camp. I think that has mm. been really, yeah, really big for me um, in different ways. I worked in risk management for the first sort of like year um, after the pandemic or during the pandemic. And I learned a lot about like relying on my relationship building skills as I worked with um, folks from different provinces through some challenging situations, you know, mm-hmm. putting in place or removing restrictions was really hard. Um, obviously there's a lot of emotions involved, but I was able to take those relationship skills and translate them um, into something useful in a completely different environment. And that, that was really powerful for me. Um, and I continue to learn that. I think I had thought maybe that was all I could do. And I, it's, this, and not just all I could do in that being a camp director is an incredible uh, and is a great career because I think mm-hmm. in some ways I wish I was still doing it for sure. Um, but even like transferring those skills to outreach, whether it be actually when I'm at an outreach or when it's chairing a meeting or doing budgeting or things like that, where I'm like, okay, wait, like I am in a completely new group of people who have no context of me at camp or like you yeah. went to camp. That's cute. Like you sing songs around a campfire because um, <laughs> most people have no idea what it means. Right. And so yeah. to be able to go into a completely new world and be recognized for some of those skills or be able to transfer those um, has been really, really powerful for me. And so I think that's been a really key learning and something that I would encourage people to take note of is that sometimes it's really great to be able to go into a new place um, and test out your skills there. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes because camp is so encompassing, we are only at camp, only doing camp volunteering, like everything centers around it, which is great. And often mm-hmm. is what makes us so good at what we do, but also puts us in a bit of an echo chamber. And then you end up starting to with people where, you know, I think it's a Michael Brandwine letter that I used to read um, to my staff all the time, a letter to my staff persons or to my counselors, my camper, my camper's counselor, basically. Is what yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a Brandwine. I read it too. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and link into the show notes if we can find it. Um, and it's this beautiful letter and it talks about, you know, my camper, my child expects me to say nice things because I'm their parent and they expect their teacher to say nice things because that's their job. And now they're in this place where they can hear, they can be validated for their skills. They can learn, they can be challenged by somebody who they aren't expecting to just say those nice things. Um, And I think that we as camp pros also need that, especially as young camp pros. Um, It's good to test out those skills in other environments. So I think that's been my biggest learning of the last three years. That um, and you have to cut grass a lot more often than I expected <laughs> as a side note. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Little things in life that you learn as you 
continue on this journey. Don't go to a beach when it's 35 degrees out at 9 p.m. because everybody else in the city will also be there. Learned that the hard way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So we are coming into the last few minutes of this episode. Um, A lot has happened in three years, and it's hard to sum that up in sort of a half hour or 35-minute episode. But we have been doing a lot of reflecting on what we feel the place of Beyond Camp is. Um, Where we're at with it, the show has evolved over three years. I think it's going to continue to evolve as our involvement in the camp world changes. Um, Mm -hmm. And we, of course, want to hear from our listeners as to what that looks like for you folks, what you want to hear from us, what you don't want to hear from us. You know, if there's something like, I don't think that's your cup of tea. Let us know. We need to hear that. We're open to that feedback. Uh, But also, if there's something you'd like us to talk about, let us know. And we've sort of, we've gone through a bit of an evolution. We talked a lot about our identities and our loss of our time at camp. We've talked a lot about other people's identities, um, talked about some professional development. Cassie, what are your sort of thoughts on the place of Beyond Camp? Yeah, we've we've talked about this and we met earlier this week to even talk about it a little bit. And there's just, I feel like there's so much room for us to talk about things that maybe don't get talked about in the camp world or to conquer those harder topics that need it. But I also think there's also just space for sharing and honesty of like, yeah, this is hard. We get it. We've got you. Here's, here's some ideas or here's some thoughts to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because to be part of the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network is a wonderful thing. And there's so many shows doing incredible work. And so finding our place Mm -hmm. um, is important because we, of course, want to compliment and we want to bring on folks who are more experts on topics than we are, which has been really incredible. Um, We've talked to some folks who know far more than we do. uh, And we've been very grateful to learn from them. And we've had the chance to have folks share really vulnerably about how camp has affected them or not affected them. in their next sort of steps of life. And so we've been really grateful for that. We feel strongly that beyond camp has a place as we move forwards. Um, and we are continuing to develop that. We welcome your feedback, um, at any time. Now this question, folks know that I often like to just throw questions <laughs> as I come up with them, but I did, I did let her know this about 30 seconds before we started recording, which is like yeah. <laughs> 25 minutes more thought time than you would have. Um, not like you were focused on something for the last 25 minutes. Not so at all. <laughs> what are your predictions from three years from now, Cassie? Yeah. So when Rachel asked me this or put it in the show notes and was like, Hey, we're going to talk about this. I was like, cool. I have not thought that far ahead in my life. <laughs> like if anyone were to ask me, what am I going to be doing in one year, two years, five years up? All I can say is I hope that I'm not the same in the same spot, doing the same thing day in and day out, whether that's for the job but also in like personal growth and development, right? That I've grown and evolved and have more, have the ability to have more impact, right? Do I love where I live? Yes. Do I enjoy my job? Uh, Most days. Uh, (laughs) But I think that's normal. You shouldn't, if you don't, there should be hard parts in your life too, because you can't grow without going through something hard or learning from something. and. I think that's what it's about. I don't know where I'll be in three years and I'm okay with that right now. I like that. And I am guessing from knowing you that that is a change for you. uh, You strike me as a person Mm -hmm. who had a five-year plan at one point. 
I think at one point when I, I think when I did the big transition from one camp to the new camp and then the pandemic hit, like that's when everything, that's when the game changed. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good way of putting it. That was quite the plot twist, right? You know, when people are like, just yell plot twist. That was the time the world was sharing plot twist status. Yeah. Uh, so I asked you this question then promptly didn't, didn't think about it in any great detail. Uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, for three years from now, I hope that Beyond Camp still has a place in this world. Um, we've been fortunate, fortunate enough to speak mm-hmm. at several conferences, which we've really enjoyed. Um, and I think that there will be a place to um, facilitate discussions. Um, because I think that's what we love most is starting discussions about different topics. Um, and I think three years from now, I hope to be still bringing camp into different parts of the world, whether I've ended up back at camp or I'm still doing outreach or whatever it might be that I'm trying to find ways to remember those lessons and remember who I was at camp because I truly loved uh, or felt like I was often the best version of myself while I was there. Lots of moments where I was not the best version of myself. I will own those (laughs) as well. Uh, I am not the best version of myself at 3 a.m. after four cups of coffee and probably 17 different crises. Um, Not the best version of myself there, but there were lots of moments (laughs) where I would say I was the best version of myself while I was there. Um, And so I hope to continue to be finding things that bring me back to those moments. (laughs) That sounds great. I'm just... If anybody else is watching on uh, YouTube, this is great. <laughs> Rachel's roommate's cat just like attacked the back of the chair and leapt into the screen. And you could just see it creeping up the side. <laughs> it was just a moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, that all is just, I really want to touch on that. The end of, or the moving forward of Beyond Camp, that it's still here, that we're still having conversations whether it's on a regular basis, a semi-regular basis, or when something comes up, right? I don't think it matters when, but that these conversations continue. So as we wrap up this last episode, um, we wanted to leave you with one final recharge station, remembering that self-care is critical to personal wellness in the good times and the difficult times. It's also something we as camp pros struggle with. We want you to think of how you charge your batteries and what makes you feel inspired. So as we head into summer, when we all start to get busy and things maybe get missed, I encourage you to develop your plan for this summer. How are you preparing? What's on that bucket list for pre-summer, as Rachel always puts together? What are you going to remember to do for yourself? And when or what grace will you give yourself when things get hard and tough? Have a plan. Be ready for it. Because we all know we can do hard things. Thank you for joining us beyond camp. We hope that you were able to connect and reflect with us as we journey beyond the property lines and bring camp with us. As we wrap up season three, we want you to be able to reach out and connect with us. You can do so at beyondcamp at gocamp.pro. Please remember to check out our show notes and all of our other episodes at gocamp.pro slash beyondcamp. One last round of big thank yous. Uh, for ensuring we're able to have these conversations to the team at GoCamp Pro, to ACA Illinois for continuing to sponsor us and make sure that we have this space, to our producers, Matt and Jotham, for uh, taking care of our technology glitches, and to you, our listeners. You allow us to keep having these conversations. Beyond Camp is part of the GoCamp Pro podcast network. Check out all our other podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcasts. 
Go well and safely, friends. We'll see you in the fall. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Beyond Camp is a part of Go Camp Pro and the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.